get ready for a supernatural joyride at Frenchman's Pass in Aruba, where ghostly hands take the wheel, fiery orbs play tag, and even dogs find a backseat in the afterlife. Buckle up and join us for a hilariously haunted adventure this Wednesday at 9pm that will leave you questioning the rules of the spirit world and laughing all the way. Welcome back everyone at home, Nick and Aaron. Before I hand it off to our host, Aaron, tonight, a few brief shout-outs. Shout-out to Fallon and my parents and my brother for an awesome vacation in Aruba. Shout-out to my Uncle Jeff for giving me some great resources and for actually listening to the show. And a shout-out from Nick to Troy. And with that, Aaron, let's hear about Frenchman's Pass. All right, guys, so... As you guys know, but probably the people at home don't know, um, I just got back from vacation from Aruba. Um, so Very nice. Yeah, it was a vacation, but it was also a research mission. So um, <laughs> there's a place... Just like when I go to Disney. <laughs> yep. Um, so, so there's a place on Aruba known as Frenchman's Pass, and today we'll be talking about the ominous location. So, a little bit of brief introduction here. Frenchman's Pass is a narrow passage on the island of Aruba, um, and I want to just take a step back and talk about the historical context of Aruba and Frenchman's Pass itself. Great. So, what do you guys know about Aruba? Was it a colony at some point? Um, it's an, it's island. an island. It was not a colony to my I knowledge. I don't know really where. Is it in the um, Bahama area? Like Caribbean? See, that's what I thought too at first. And then I went to Aruba and it's about 20 miles from Venezuela. Oh. So it's it's like almost South America, but it's like to the north. Well, thank goodness it is not Venezuela. We, we had the hyperinflation discussion at a past time. Yeah, so... um. Just for context, that's where Aruba is. If you guys had to take a guess, how big do you think the island would be? 500 Population. Miles. Um, In terms of, like, mileage. 500 square miles. 500? Okay. Frank? Man, I I really don't... I Actually, couldn't tell you how, how long a foot was. So I'm going to say, like... Final answer. He's saying it's small, so I'm going to say, like, 100 square miles. <laughs> so I don't know... The exact square mileage. I'll look it up right now. But so why did um, you ask us? <laughs> <laughs> As I was gonna say, uh, the island from northwest tip to southeast tip is about uh, twenty miles long. Uh oh. Oh. So oh, wait, the island close. itself, uh, the area uh, according to Wikipedia is sixty nine square miles. So way overshot. Wow, that it. diagonal is really nice. Long. Yeah. So it's it. If you look at a picture of Aruba, which we'll have posted in the show notes probably, um, it's kind of a diagonal island, um, 20 miles tip to tip, and it's not very wide. So you can get around the island from tip to tip in about half an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's really not big. And it's not even from Um, here to Albany. (laughs) Yeah, my my commute to work is longer. Uh, wow. So, That's funny. Uh, fun fact about Aruba. It is one of four countries that form the Kingdom of the Netherlands. 
Oh. It's oh, like, so oh. that's kind of what I meant when I said colony. Like, it's okay. not owned by the native people <laughs> of the island. That's, you know. Yeah. So it's owned, I guess, by the Kingdom of the Netherlands, which is also made up of the Netherlands, Curacao, and St. <laughs> Martin. Curious so, yeah, that's uh, pretty close to Aruba as well. Um, so the original island was inhabited with a group of people known as the Arawak. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Kakieto Amerindians. Um, basically a group of people that migrated from South America in the year 1000 AD. Like that sort of ballpark. Um, but for the purposes of storytelling, um, I'm just going to refer to this group as the Indians, as that's what it was referred to in the sources that I used. Fair enough. So fast forward to the year 1499, when uh, Amerigo Vespucci and Alonso de Ojeda claimed the island for Spain. So the first European explorers to reach Aruba. Um, then claimed it for Spain and it remained in Spain's control f for about 150 years um, and then we get to the 30 years war when the, the Netherlands seized Aruba from Spain but then it changes hands a couple more times throughout the years with the Napoleonic War and World War II and stuff like that it kind of bounces around but ultimately, it remains the Netherlands for a while. So the French didn't get um, to And it. to this day. Um, well, not exactly. Good. We'll get into that. Um, oh. So. Uh, they passed through it. Yeah. So they there's a lot it. of. Yeah. There's. There, some might say they passed through it, Frank. Um, That's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. <laughs> All this shifting of hands combined the cultures of Aruba, so they actually have like four main languages, which was very interesting oh, wow. for navigating down there, um, because you're not quite sure what everything was written in. So obviously English is a big thing down there because it is everywhere. Um, Dutch because it is owned by the Netherlands. Dutch is a very very common thing down there. Uh, Spanish is somewhat common. Um, the there are people down there that don't know Spanish, but there's a small portion of people that do. Did you practice your and Spanish while you were down there? More or less, because they also have a native language called Papiamento, which is also the name of a very nice restaurant we went to. Mm. Um, For those of you who don't know, you recommend it. Sorry, Aaron is fluent in Spanish. I wouldn't Aaron, say give fluent us in Spanish right now. Come on, resume um, ready, fluent in Spanish. Tell us. Yo take me to Aruba. Oh, take me to Aruba? Um or that's hard. Is that like I could say like I could I want to go to Aruba, so it would be Let's do that. Yeah, do that. Yo quiero voy a Aruba. Remember folks, the feedback form on the website is perfect oh, to uh, make it's fun yo of it's actually yo quiero ir or correct him. Uh, Aruba. Oh, you're right. You don't conjugate twice. So it may even be a Aruba because there's weird with d double A's in a row. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, Papimento is a mix of Spanish and Dutch. So it's a lot of interesting different cultures. And um, you can clearly see the Dutch a lot down there. Um, now, 
in terms of the actual physical island itself, it is a very arid environment and it does not get much rain. So when we were down there, it rained on the last day of our trip and that was the first rain they had gotten in about a year is what oh, wow. we had heard. Yeah. So you brought it, the rain. Yeah. So, well, there was a tropical storm, I believe, that passed by, um, may have been a hurricane, but it was too far out because it's outside the hurricane belt, but um, very dry. So there's a lot of like cacti, there's lizards, um, that kind of environment is what we're dealing with here. Um, so, and it's pretty hot as well. So, uh, some of this comes into play later. Um, so yeah, now for the Frenchman's past history, um, it's towards the middle of the island. I think we have the locations in the show notes. Um, but there's a Spanish lagoon or Spans lagoon, um, in Dutch, I believe. Um, and between the coral cliffs above the Spanish lagoon is the narrow passageway that is the Frenchman's Pass. Um, and although historical documentation of the details are kind of light, uh, the story goes that French pirates, Nick, French pirates, attempted to invade Aruba. <laughs> oh my god. We had French psychics, yeah. French pirates. I know. French bread. Oh, let's stop. Oh my god. Yeah. I love French I bread. So, these pirates, however, you know, couldn't just take on the island and have a swift victory. They were met with some resistance from the Indians that resided near this passage. Good. And so, an aggressive battle was fought um, for which the passageway earned the name the Frenchman's Pass or Franze Pass. That, my Dutch is really not good, so um, bear with me here. Um <laughs> And so it's unsure which side won the battle in the end because this was back in the, the 17th century, I think. Um, so we, what we can gather is there was likely a lot of casualties from both sides. There are different accounts of the stories, different perspectives. Some people say that uh, the pirates' weapons were a bit more advanced than the Indians'. Um, and so they actually overwhelmed the Indians and forced them to retreat into nearby caves um, where the French likely smoked them out or suffocated them in the caves. Oh, my God. Um, other people claim that the Indians, you know, they kind of had the home field advantage and got like a sneak attack <laughs> on the pirates before they could really sneak attack. Yeah. How many, I mean, D how many D6? Uh, probably like four. Oh, my um yeah so some people claim that you know they could move i think one website said as as quietly and quickly as wraiths which was a very interesting choice of words mm. um because legend has it some indian ghosts most likely haunt frenchman's pass and the surrounding lagoon to this day very spooky yeah, but we'll get into whether or not you guys actually believe that. Um, another cool location that was within walking distance was the Balashi Gold Mine, which was established in the 18th century and probably was operating a lot of time during the 19th century during the Aruban Gold Rush, um, where gold was a huge export from Aruba. 
if I remember correctly. Is it still? Do you know uh, a big export? Gold? I'm not sure. I know this gold mine is not a big exporter of gold because it's now abandoned and in ruins. Um, mm. So, yeah, I actually went to visit both of these locations and later on That's in the episode, cool. I'll talk about you know, what I saw and describe it a bit more in detail. But that's kind of the setup for the story. So now we'll get into the spooky stuff. Any questions before we get started? Is there any description of how big the French pirate force was? Or is it just like, you know, like what it, am I trying, trying to imagine? Is this like a ship, a few ships, do you know? Um, I know it's so long ago. Yeah, I don't remember back then. Um so um but i i could not find a source that said how many pirates a lot of the details are a bit fuzzy um they know that it did happen but they don't know like how many pirates how many indians but given the size of this pass i would assume like one or two ships but i Mm. i have no idea that could be a lot of people it could be um or it could be one who's on a sloop yeah yes it could be max of two sure, people sure. on the sloop. yeah yes. so um yeah then we'll, i guess we'll get into the first story which um on the visit aruba.com which is probably their tourist site um they describe a story which is in very recent times so i'd assume past couple of years it said last month on the website but i have no idea when the website was last updated yeah um that's funny but they note it as the reuben ghost story so seems like a very famous story that most people get told so there was a man that was hitchhiking on the side of the road from post chiquito uh via frenchman's pass which i believe we drove by post chiquito because i remember my mom asking what it meant in Spanish, and I was like, that's not Spanish. I think it's Papimento. Um, mm. What so, does it mean? Did they, did uh, I out? believe it means the well, if I remember correctly, mm. or small well. Cool. Um, so uh, he was walking along Frenchman's path, Pass, hitchhiking on a dark and stormy night. Naturally. Naturally, yeah, um, which that. is odd because, you know, there's not a lot of rain, like I said. um, (laughs) so uh he claimed that time seemed to pass pretty slowly and there were no cars going by so he was rather unlucky uh at the time uh and the visibility was very poor and he said he could hardly hear or hardly see like his hands in front of him because the downpour was so bad so um, after he had left a cemetery, they didn't say why he left the cemetery um, late at night on a stormy night. But let's just say he left the cemetery um, at Sabana Basura. Um, and after leaving, he noticed a very slow moving car approaching him. And in this thick rain, it seemed almost ghost like. Because the car. Yes, the car. Oh, no another ghost car like with the police the police car in the Vale cemetery true yeah so interesting description for a car yeah hmm. so the visibility is really low and he sees this car coming by and most people on the island i 
would assume are very familiar with the stories um and that play that fact comes up later again that a lot of people know the story of the frenchman's pass so um and it's generally a kind of creepy place to be at late at night um so he was probably thinking of that um so the car slowly crept towards him and stopped and obviously because of the stormy weather and the time of day the guy wanted to get off the road uh, so he hitched a ride and he jumped in, closed the door. Nothing too out of the ordinary there. But as he got settled, he noticed that there was nobody behind the wheel of the car. And the car slowly <laughs> began to move again. Oh, oh my god, wait. Why was I not expecting that? Frank, this wow. is reverse ghost hitchhiker. Reverse. That's that's but actually instead of someone driving, point. picking someone up. How and then bizarre! They someone sees a car, gets in, and then no one's <laughs> driving. That's so true. It is completely it is opposite. Oh my god! Or it's the first electric car, self-driving. Uh, nah. Yeah, car they have like story. one electric car pump down there. I think that I saw. Really? Yeah. Um. So, obviously, the guy was scared to death. Um. And so he was too terrified to jump out. So he just noticed and sat and watched as the car was slowly approaching a sharp curve. And he began to beg for his life as, you know, he was sure the car would go off and go into the marsh and, you know, he would surely drown. Uh, And just before the curve, a hand appeared through the driver's window and began turning the steering wheel, guiding the car to safety. What? Jesus really did take the wheel on that one. Yeah. So Wait, that's so weird. What? And the hand continued to do this and steered the car around the curves, <laughs> but the guy what? was paralyzed with fear. Eventually, as the car was approaching Mondi Fi- uh Mondi Fierno, which means Devil's Badlands, um he got managed to get out of the car and ran to a bar in santa cruz where uh yeah he kind of just shook off his nerves and began to tell people his story so what do you guys think of that story i mean free uber free uber did people believe him Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh yeah so he told the story to people in the bar and everyone was stunned and got goosebumps and they're like oh yeah this guy wasn't just some drunk like he's telling the truth. Like he must have said it with sincerity, and like you know, people believed him. That's that's so interesting, Nick. You made a great point. That is the opposite of common stories you hear, where you know it's a common trope where someone is the person who has the story is driving and sees someone hitchhiking and lets them into the car and then lets them off somewhere and they they like fade into mist, right, or they just disappear. This really is the opposite of that. I don't think I've ever heard any. Uh, reversal stories like that but i have heard stories of disembodied body parts coming in at the last moment to save people's lives mm. that's actually i hear that all the time nick's, nick's making a face um Did i forget uh, that's called by some uh the third oh, man effect. oh okay yeah and it's the idea that like in some scenarios when you're in like a life or death situation, 
you get saved by seemingly like a third person that hmm. isn't present. Like sometimes people will be pulled out of car crashes, like cars that are have crashed and have overturned and it's on fire or whatever, and they get pulled out and they go to thank the person and there's no one there, stuff like that. So that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. But like, wow, many questions. I mean, was the hand in, like how would the car pull up to the guy? Like you would think if it's a ghost car, it wouldn't need a hand, a disembodied hand moving well, no. the steering wheel, right? It's a ghost car. It could just well, steer itself. Well, he was worried it was going into the marsh. <laughs> so what if it was an evil ghost car and then someone oh, and then oh. someone came in and then turned it to save him? His guardian angel <laughs> was fighting was driver's the, ed instructor. the demon car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the spirit of, of a driver's ed instructor. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very interesting. I mean, so. Wow. I do have a confession. I there is a part of the story that I'd like to continue with. Um, you were the car. So, so <laughs> after about half an hour, you were the rain in the bar. Yeah, I was the rain, Frank. Um. So after about half an hour in the bar, of telling the story, two guys walk into the bar, and one said to the other, "Look, Tony, there's that idiot that rode into our car." when we were pushing it in the rain. <laughs> so it seems that the, the... Oh, you set us up. I did. <laughs> However, I think it's worth noting that the sheer location and time of day, you know, it can cause people to think some crazy things. And the fear was real. You know, even if it was just a two people pushing the car, you know, it... He truly believed there was a ghost. <laughs> See, I wasn't think I wasn't thinking yeah. two dudes were just pushing their car in a torrential downpour. That's, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I'm just staying the that's car. A, that's a funny one. I'm I'm trying yeah. to I'm like a third man effect and like a green angel. Reverse you know, it's, I it's mean setup reverse for, ghost hitchhiker? No, just some guys put it in neutral. Possible. That's good. It's possible good that um other people have experienced things like that. But clearly, <laughs> the fear didn't just sprout from nowhere. Like he knew, yeah. he knew about Frenchman's past, and he knew all yeah. the scary stuff. Because otherwise, it would be like, okay, why is the car moving? Let me get out of the car and see what's going on. Not like yeah. crippling fear. So, but you set the stage well. Yeah. So um, now we'll get into some actual ghost stories. <laughs> um, Good. So the next story. Um, is about a small family, two kids driving through Frenchman's Pass. A lot of the stories seem to be with people driving through. Um, so um, as they're driving, one of the kids shouts, look, mama, a light ball. Um, and the father <laughs> looks out and sees a small ball of fire suspended from a tree that fell on the side of the road. That so, fell yes. from a tree? Yes. So the description was a little weird, but my understanding is one of the trees fell and there was like a small ball of fire suspended from that tree. Like if it was like partially fallen or what. Um, needless to say, there's an unexplainable ball of fire. Um, so the father stopped the car and um, he was like, oh, I'm going to go check this out. 
but his wife was like no please stay in the car <laughs> um not heeding his wife's warning uh he got out of the car to investigate good on him yeah so he as he walked toward the ball it began to roll away and disappeared into the trees nearby Yeah, it's a playful what? fireball. Let it be. It, it it might be. Um but all of a sudden the father f- suddenly felt cold and decided, you know, okay, it's time to head back to the car. And let me say it doesn't get cold in Aruba very easily from what I noticed. Maybe in even like, at night. Even at night it's still very like warm out, I would say. Um someone can fact check me on that, but my experience was that, so. Those are the facts, then. Yep, that's my facts. That's my <laughs> capital T truth. Um, so he head back to the car, and then he asked his wife, okay, when did you turn off the engine? She said, I didn't turn off the engine. And not only did she say she didn't turn off the engine, she didn't remember it turning off. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. And so the guy tries to start the car again, but can't get it started. And, you know, his kids are freaking out. So they begin to cry. And his wife's like, please get us out of this place. Like, she begins to pray because of, you know, the creepiness of this place. And then all of a sudden, maybe her prayers were answered, but the engine started and they were able to get out of there. So a lot of stories have similar components of like a ball of fire or an engine stops working, Um, car hits something, but nothing's found, weird noises, being followed by a ball of fire, something lying in the road. Um, But there's a lot of stories that exist about similar things to that, like cars acting up and whatnot. Um, So yeah, what do you guys think of the ball of light now Aaron, let me ask this is a th- this is not a you know gotcha at the end story correct this is not a gotcha okay. okay that's very interesting the first thing that comes to mind is like uh ball lightning mm-hmm. which is the real but unexplained phenomena uh, are you guys familiar with ball? Have we talked about ball lightning before? I I know it by name, but not by explanation. So if you could uh, explain it for the viewers at home, and yeah, I mean, not we'll me because I definitely the... know the definition. <laughs> <laughs> ball lightning is, and I will throw a link in the show notes. Um, to quote Wikipedia, a rare and unexplained phenomenon described as luminescent spherical objects that vary from pea size to several meters in diameter though usually associated with thunderstorms the observed phenomenon is reported to last considerably longer than the split second flash of a lightning bolt and it's distinct from saint elmo's fire which is like the really cool light that might make a the outline of a ship glow in weird conditions in the ocean which is also really cool um some it's like a weird really weird phenomenon that science has yet to explain it is a real thing though and there have been different hypotheses for what it could be but that's what this really really sounds like i mean a small ball of light i know that you said it's described as like fire so maybe not exactly yeah, but that, that also pretty interesting playfully drop runs this link away. For you guys just to 
Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because that is just like, is it is it moving away from the person or is it just naturally moving, right? Well, yeah, totally not only out. that. Yeah, that's that's uh, what the story claims. And uh, furthermore, uh, the engine stopping makes it seem like, okay, maybe a little bit more than just some interesting science. Yes, that, that comes up a lot too, right? Like in a lot of paranormal things, like a car will stop. Like the engine will go off. A lot of like radio goes crazy. A lot of UFO stuff. Yeah, yeah, radio goes crazy. Well, the UFO sightings, the car will turn off. Just a lot of weird things, and it comes up that came up in like the Mothman story, way back, um, way back when. So that's very interesting. Like Aaron, as yeah. an engineer, yep. what is your take on like? I don't know how familiar you are with car parts and how cars work, but like, <laughs> how would something just remotely turn off a car it's a good question not really sure i'm not i'm not super familiar with car batteries um batteries are something that we didn't really learn a lot about but yeah it's a uh, very strange because you know it nothing's really coming to mind of like oh yeah it's just an electric field coming through or something like i yeah. don't exactly know yeah and you would think like i don't know that's not something that's supposed to be able to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, you would think. Even if there are like electrical disturbances in the area, right? Like, yeah. The car shouldn't just turn off. Yeah. Weird. That's that's my stuff. What about you, Nick? Well, I the whole fire thing, actually, that's funny. From the recent MU episode, they're talking about fire and sometimes That's a mysterious yeah, universe. Sometimes in like old stories, you know, they talk about things of, you know, beings of fire or like balls of fire. But like an interesting point was made by the hosts of Mysterious Universe where it might just be that they're used to, they can like describe fire. And we understand fire and it's very important in like human evolution. So the closest thing it might look like is fire when it could be something else. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Just it just resembles yeah, fire. So it could have been something. Could have been ball lightning. Could have been some with a UFO. Could have been just some weird form of matter we don't know about. Yeah, plasma, but like in a ball that moves, maybe. Yeah, my thought could be, you know, if there are Indian ghosts nearby, perhaps you know, there was leftover matter from like the fires that had gone on in the battle like maybe they are able to use that fire like i don't know the capabilities of ghost ghosts. fire ghost fire imagine that yeah that's that's my thought that'd be interesting yeah, it does have paranormal feel to it right because the temperature dropping oh yeah true um obviously the car turning off the kids getting scared yeah um the wife not remembering yeah like the engine turning or when the engine turned off that's weird that's a weird little detail too like what yeah. is that what does that imply she well, didn't that's notice, not, that's like, not enough the missing car turned off for me to be like oh she forgot it she could be just really i know she I was, must be really panicked. i was gonna say missing she time must be really panicked yeah, and no, didn't realize it that's totally i think actually they were all uh abducted by aliens oh my god and they had 10 yeah. years and that's a screen time 
10 years missing time it's the ball is screen memory to distract them and the kids were probed wow okay that, that's a great no, theory I, Frank. I, all right um, no I, I scratch that from the record and, scratch that from the record and it. it's out in so, editing <laughs> yeah so <laughs> no i'm keeping that in <laughs> last story that i have and then i'm gonna talk a little bit about my experiences um, awesome so the last story i found online was about a man in his 40s driving a, his pickup truck through the pass again about nighttime it's about midnight and he claimed to have heard many stories about Frenchman's Pass. And, you know, he's he was kind of driving, trying to get out of there quickly. And, you know, his mind was other places because, you know, if you were in a creepy place, you'd be like, OK, I want to get out of here as soon as possible. Um, And so he wasn't paying attention and he hit something with his car. Yikes. Um, So he jumped out of his car to see what he had hit. And there was nothing. Classic, classic. So he was like, okay, yeah, Frenchman's Pass, weird thing. I'm out of here. So he gets back in his car, scared, and drives home as fast as possible. Um, and when he got home, he turned off his engine and he felt the car shake a little bit. He didn't think much of it at the time. So he decided to go inside and go to sleep. It was a long day, so, you know. Um, but in the morning, he goes back out to his car, and he's like, okay, let me take a look over and see how bad the damage is on my car. He looks it over. There's a pretty big dent in the bumper, and he notices dry red blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ghost blood or real blood? <laughs> um, it's ectoplasm, actually. Good, good question. So... Um, afterwards, he hears the sounds of an injured dog. Oh, um, oh no. And so he, he <laughs> looks around to see, you know, where the noise is coming from. And he heads to the back of his pickup. And in the back of his pickup is an injured dog. Oh. So for context, in Aruba, there's a lot of wild dog, like not wild, but like stray dogs. Or they mm. might belong to people. We're not sure. We saw a lot of dogs with collars, but like just <laughs> roaming around. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, he, he found a dog and um, he has said to live with the dog ever since. Like he took it in um, and cared for it and whatnot. So, Aww. you know, happy ending, a little friendly ghost. Um, but it's a little odd because it's not like the dog just like. You know, it didn't just get hit and then like fly yeah, into the trunk. Maybe it did. Maybe <laughs> you it just did. didn't know that. Yeah, your dad just dragged it. I feel like, like you'd have up to be. Yeah, you'd have to be pretty Poor distracted dog. to not even see that you hit something. So I wonder. So is the implication like you know some some force instead of leaving the dog on the side of the road, kind of plopped it into the back of the truck mm -hmm. that could be or you know maybe the dog is an extraterrestrial being oh God, he's living with a skinwalker <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no God. that guy's been dead uh, for years but yeah it's a little that's, weird yeah, that's a terrifying idea 
like you you look because he obviously looked to see what he had hit and didn't hear yeah. the dog didn't see the dog so it's a little unexplained phenomenon yeah you think you'd hear noises from a guy because it wasn't dead yeah so don't quite know what to make of that one because it's not like your traditional ghost story of like oh it's a poltergeist it's throwing things or like it's turning off lights or whatever it's like it, it put a dog in the back of your truck do you think the force that put the dog in the back of the truck also pushed the dog in front of the car <laughs> i i doubt it <laughs> or put I, it in front of the car because if it was going to help the dog to put it in the back of the truck when it was hurt why wouldn't it push the dog out of the way? Like it was meant to be, so it did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, either it was meant that the, the dog was going to get hit, and so this, the, you know, whatever force did it, helped it afterwards. Or you could take the angle like, yeah, why didn't it prevent it in the first place? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe he couldn't, or maybe, or not he, but maybe the ghost couldn't, you know? Couldn't muster the strength. What if it wasn't a ghost? What if it was a nature spirit, an elemental? It could, it could be. It's probably a little gnome. Oh my god, it's a gnome. It could be a little gnome. A bunch of little gnomes. It's like you gotta figure they're probably not able to lift the dog. Hey, if we learned anything from my episodes, that gnomes can control the uh, their physical properties, right? True. They can just be strong. And they lift the dog. They could be weightless. Change they could be the heavy. Color of their clothes. Change yeah. the color of their clothes. <laughs> so yeah. They could just appear. Yeah. That's that's all the uh, uh, online stories I've got. But I went looking myself. So I said, you know, it's a research mission too. Our first field. So our first field video. investigation. First field True. investigation. First of many. Yeah, hopefully. Question mark? I, I think my next episode, I'm going to try and do one as well, but we'll see. Oh, really? Um, awesome. So we visited both the Balashi gold mine ruins and the Frenchman's Pass. Unfortunately, because of the way our vacation got structured, <clears throat> um, you know, our night schedule was pretty packed. Um, so, and driving in Aruba is really crazy um because there's like why? no street signs well that explains why the <laughs> dog got hit <laughs> that does explain the dog yeah so uh it's it's very chaotic um so needless to say i didn't feel comfortable driving the rental car out to frenchman's pass at night alone with the ouija with board, ouija board. <laughs> at 3 a.m yeah at midnight on a Wednesday, at um, I would have much rather go to the speakeasy in the casino, which I did end <laughs> up doing. So, um, but nice. we went during the day um, and walked through the Balashi gold mine. And I'll try to include the video in the show notes. If not, I'll just scan through and take some pictures from the video and put them in the show notes. Um, I tried my best to get the ghosts to mess with the car radio unfortunately i did not have my phone at the time to do like emf or evp however well that works on the phone but we we turned on the car radio and listened to some spanish radio station um <laughs> either the ghost liked the station or um was not active during the day or was not 
there at all. But the radio Wait, did so not. So what was your setup here? Like we were in the car and we had like parked on the shoulder in Frenchman's Pass. Wow, he really and really went on site for us. Boots yeah. on the ground, as they say. Yep. I did not bring my boots, but uh yeah, boots on the ground. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, there was no car radio being messed with. The car continued to run fine. Uh, I tried to get a video of like maybe some orbs. Nick's favorite, I know. Um, I didn't see anything weird in the video. There was presumably sun glare, which probably could be mistaken for an orb. But yeah, um, it's ball lightning. Uh, it's ball lightning. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but. Yeah, there was sun glare, which kind of looked like orbs, but I'm pretty sure it was just sun glare. <laughs> um, unless you guys want to believe his orbs. Um, you know I'm not going so, to, so. No yeah. even if <laughs> you, I have, could like, Even if I had yeah. the proof, Nick wouldn't believe it. If you had it. ghost orbs in like a jar, yeah. Nick would be ball like, lightning. Nah. <laughs> yeah, ball lightning. Um, Maybe that's what they are. So yeah, unfortunately, this expedition was a bust. Not sure if it was the time of day or if it was that I wasn't really alone. Although the story with the family indicates that you don't need to be alone. Um, True. So uh, not quite sure. Maybe there's nothing. But I like to always believe that there's something. Even if it's not necessarily what is you know originally believed. Like, oh, maybe it's not a ghost, but maybe it's this instead. Maybe there's Bigfoot in Aruba. I should oh for a travel um, vacation. I hope so. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, it was a bust. But it was cool because I have perspective of the story of like, okay, those are the caves they're talking about when the French pirates came and raided. Though that's the Balashi gold mine, which, in my personal opinion. The Balashi gold mine was a little bit creepier looking than Frenchman's Pass. Mm. Maybe at night it would be a different story, but I think that the broken down mines looked a little more creepy. Well, then. That sounds creepy. Yeah. But yeah, I was hoping for something, but I'm kind of relieved that there was nothing. Don't really need to be haunted. Not in this economy. Not yet anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not with inflation at uh at current levels. Yeah, it's four percent exact. It got down a lot. Okay, shut up, economist. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I got. What do you guys think about the stories about my expedition? I'll show you guys the video probably after the recording. Um, so what do you? What are your thoughts? Your parting comments, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll definitely include the yeah any pictures and definitely the recordings in the show notes. So check those out now. We'll definitely watch these, watch those after recording this. Um, that's really cool. I'm very jealous that well, one you had a vacation in Aruba. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Two that you got to visit the sites of your stories because I'm really looking forward to visiting um the site of the Hexameister story in August in like a month mm -hmm. and a half. Um, yeah, that must be, I mean, how did that feel like, you know, reading stories, hearing stories, and then look around being like, huh, that was here. 
yeah. was these these this road these steps you know this yeah. land it was it was pretty cool you know with this particular location it was a little tough because it is just a passageway so you know unless you knew like about frenchman's pass there was yeah. like one sign that had it labeled and like you weren't sure where it began yeah so um it's a little tough but you know i was able to because i did research beforehand like a little bit of research on the area um it was pretty cool to see like okay this is what they were talking about those are the caves this is the gold mine it just put things into perspective which is kind of nice because you know you hear these stories of oh these people are driving on the road but you can't really picture where they were driving of course yeah so yeah yeah that's really cool um so definitely jealous jealous about that well and uh yeah. Maybe come August, you know, you'll be back in the area. Maybe we can set something up where we can go on a two-man expedition. Uh, I wish I don't have the vacation time. Well, I'll have to convince Sarah to try to go to the Stone Arch Bridge at night. Um, it probably will be at night, actually, because it's after a concert right. 15 minutes so- away. Don't worry about that one. Go to Kinderhook and see if the Kinderhook creature is still roaming. I'm around. also going to spend time in Kinderhook because I'm going to be going upstate. I'll be near there. But ironically, Aaron, you've inspired me. I'm going to, you know, mark my words. All right. I'm going to go to the Stone Arch Bridge tonight. I'm going to, I don't know how I would prepare myself, but I'm going to stand in there in like alone because no way Sarah's going to be outside the, out with you me. Wanna, there. What? Be Do you want to even leave her in the car? What if someone's in the car? What if That's the true. ghost I guess hand drag gets her? With her. Me. Oh. <laughs> she just like dabs up. She's like, yo, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> um, and I will see if I can. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I will just call out to uh, to the ghost of uh, George Markert, and we'll see. We'll see if I get any sightings, anything. See if you but, hear um, Adam. Yeah, I got, yeah. I'll see I, if I hear. I've got Adam. an EVP app. Frank, um, I'll send it to you. <laughs> you got the EVP oh, app. Sure. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know how the good Google it Play works. Yep. Perfect. Okay, it's got to be perfect. That's good. I find that's. I feel like that's a natural progression for us to like tell stories, but then like be like like a semi-serious group that boots on the ground, goes somewhere, and like record stuff. I feel like you know if we were trying to, let's say the three of us were together somewhere. We wouldn't be able to like be quiet. We'd be laughing. We'd be like saying stupid stuff. We'd be really rude to the ghosts there. Yeah, I feel that like might, that might get come them uh, us or something. Up, yeah, that, that really yeah. might right, get them. Yeah, we, we'd be playing. activity. We'd be doing it as if we were playing phasmophobia. We'd just be harassing the <laughs> we're, we're trying to speed run. <laughs> speed run. Trying to figure out. Are, are you here? Are you close? Are you French? Are you- <laughs> I sure hope not. We've dealt enough with the French. Yeah, Honestly, French pirates, possibly. French psychics. What's next? I don't know. Again, I'll, French, French bread. I'll keep. Yeah, we can but keep French bread. I have a loaf downstairs that's waiting <laughs> for me after recording. I'm just gonna devour it. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, those are my thoughts. I appreciate that you uh, looped in some lighthearted stories, though. Too, the first one is a that's a great one to tell. Yeah, the kicker at the oh, end. You really like got me. At first, there was. 
Yeah. It is. I think it's a shaggy dog. Well, not really a shaggy dog story. But that's like the, like among stories, like a shaggy dog yeah. story. Where, At whatever. first I was reading it and I'm like, oh, this is a great story. And then I read the last line and I'm like, oh. Oh, it got you too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was reading it and it's like, oh, yeah, here's this Aruban ghost story. And then all of a sudden... Oh, Tony, it's this idiot. And I'm <laughs> hey, like, Tony. Oh, that's so funny. That's pretty funny. I bet I can get the guys to buy into oh, it. Oh, yeah. So. That's funny. Because I, I swear there are stories of that exact thing where there are disembodied hands taking steering wheels. I thought you meant, yeah, I thought you meant I no mean, one in driving. The car. I was like, I, I haven't heard of ghost drivers quite yet. I, I, I've never heard of ghost, ghost drivers. Usually ghost it's someone driving and, and like a hand moves the steering wheel last minute to save them. Or the ghost hitchhiker um yeah but i will say the uh the dog story the final one that you told does remind me of a story i heard from england where a man was driving late at night in a car and saw a little girl run from the side of the road right into the road and boom he hears you know a thud and a bump oh, gosh. and pulls over the side road and is freaking out. Oh my God. Oh my God. What did I do? Gets out of the car, searches for the little girl that was hurt and sees nothing. There's damage to the bumper. There's no blood. There's nothing anywhere. <clears throat> there's obviously no body around or anything. He's freaking out and he could, you know, he continues on to, I think it was his cousin's place where he was trying to get to. And as soon as he gets home, he phones the police and he reports and he says, you know, yeah, I was just driving like an hour ago and I, I think I ran over this little girl and the police says, oh, hold up. Was it at this street? Like, you know, Dove Street at this corner? And the guy's like, yeah, what do you mean? And the police is like, yeah, we, we get reports of that all the time. Um, it's, it's a ghost or something. A little girl got hit by a car there like 30 years ago. And like hangs up. And she keeps doing it. And so in that area, the whole area just knows many times they've seen or they've had experiences of Ghost Girl getting run over. I don't know why. We're just scared. We're going with like the black dog phenomena because it's a dog. But no, you were talking about a little girl getting hit by a car. Thanks. Well, <laughs> you know, it, Ghost Girl, real car. <laughs> 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 wow <laughs> but yeah so i mean and yeah nick you're right like a lot of dogs dogs do come up in a lot of uh stories aaron you gotta find a follow-up for that the dog story because like nick said it might be a skinwalker it might be just a guy pretending to be a dog licking imagine licking the owner's hand it's like a guy i don't want like to skin walking as a dog like the urban le- yeah 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 i humans can look too right is that what the yeah I hope the dog's okay. If it is uh, a normal dog. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Those are my final thoughts. Nick, final thoughts. Um, it's a. <laughs> I mean, it's an area where there is probably a lot of strife and conflict and emotion. So there is a chance that there is something there. More so than like with the Hexenmeister thing. That was just like one guy. There was a battle that Nick was can't a hold that back here. from. Oh my god. It was a murder in cold blood, man. A fam- familial murder. 
Give me a shrug. Okay. Now nah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Something like this. Like you, like you I mean, hear you can imagine, all the, like, right, the like, Civil War ghosts in Gettysburg. Because that's like it's a lot. That's that's trauma times. That's 100. true. We should do that. Someone, one of us should do like Gettysburg Civil War. ghost stories. I'll go there. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think they're, I don't know if they, uh, they're not too keen on like independent things. If any, if you're familiar with like the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys, they tried to go there. They never were allowed. Apparently, really? that's what they've said. They've tried. They've contacted the people at Gettysburg, and they're not allowed to go. So, any only a History Channel <laughs> can any sanctioned <laughs> like crappy, like, ghost tour that Gettysburg does is probably fine. But we all know those are that's not where you get the good stuff. Yeah, those are more like touristy. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, that's no. That's that's yeah, interesting. Definitely possible. Would need to. Yeah, probably at night would be best just for the setting heightened uh senses you know that's true yeah all right well aaron what about you i mean what is your take on the stories you shared i know you you said you know you're inclined to believe that you know like you're not a hardcore skeptic but having walked and driven there what's your take on the area I mean, it's creepy, and I understand why they, you know, why there's stories about it. And given the history, makes sense. I don't know what's there. If there's anything there, obviously, I'm taking the word of some strangers on the internet. Um, but <laughs> it aren't we all? Isn't everyone listening doing that? <laughs> no, see, because we cite our sources, which That's true. are strangers on the internet. So. But- <laughs> So we're a step yeah. above them. True. Now, if someone cites our podcast, they're a step above us. So one that's that's how we know we made it when someone cites the Wednesday at nine PM podcast <laughs> yep. for information. Can you so imagine that? Paper. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we can put a number of citations on our site. So yeah, I think there's something there, but I don't have any reason other than people have said there's stuff there. I wish I did have a reason, but here we are. So, without any parting comments, I think we're going to wrap up Wednesday at 9 p.m. So, stay spooky, and we'll see you next next Wednesday at 9 p.m. That's all for tonight. Check out the show notes and all references used via the link in the description. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next Wednesday at 9 p.m.
71, 72, 79, 83, 84, 32, 82, 73, 68, 69, 82. Whoa! There. Hang on, there's a mouse.